I'll begin by being a little honest. This was not a very easy week for me here at St. Joe's. On Monday morning, I had a funeral committal service at Jefferson Barracks for a 78-year-old man. He lived a very long life. He was a veteran, left behind a wife, children, and grandchildren. And then Tuesday morning, I woke to the news of the martyrdom of Father Jacques Hamel in Normandy, France, at the hands of Islamists. And then later that morning, I led and preached at the funeral committal service of a baby boy who only lived for a few hours and buried him shortly thereafter. So the reality of death has really been ever-present for me during the course of this week, and those events kind of cast a shadow over the rest of my week. And today's readings only highlight that point further. We're reminded of that timeless Latin phrase, tempus fugit memento mori, time flies, remember death. But truth be told, death is something we like to avoid thinking about. It's not a very pleasant topic in everyday conversation. And we're afraid of it. And that's natural for us. Philosophy tells us that the human body and the soul are meant to be together. And what death does is it divides them. It separates body and soul. And that only came about through the fall of Adam and Eve. So death is not something that is natural to us. So it's perfectly fine for us to be afraid of it. However, whether it is at the hands of old age, disease, or a demonic ideology that seeks the destruction of our Catholic faith, whether it is expected or unexpected, peaceful or violent, all of us will eventually die. And are we ready? And what does it mean to be ready for a holy death? Well, our readings today give us two answers. The first of which we read about in the first reading and the gospel, and that is to have contempt for the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we hate the world or hate material possessions. I'm using my phone to record my homily, and it'll be uploaded on my computer when I get back to the rectory. We can have material things. They are good, but they are nothing. Even the greatest things of this world are nothing compared to heaven, because the world as we know it is passing away. So we read in the first reading, vanity of vanities, everything is vain. That's the truth. Everything is vain compared to heaven. So what does this look like? Well, it begins by not being materialistic. We take nothing with us when we die. My parents were recently at an estate sale, and they were a little shocked to see so many things being sold, from the car our neighbor drove to the clothes in his closet. Everything was gone within a week. And we have nothing to shield our souls from God's judgment. We can't bribe our Lord or his bouncer, St. Peter, with a nice car, fancy clothes, or the latest iPhone. And no matter how big our houses or, or our barns in the gospel are, we will all meet the same end. The only things in this world that are truly immortal are human souls. Everything else is mortal. Everything else will be destroyed. Everything else will pass away except the human soul. Not buildings or stadiums or houses or monuments. Only souls are truly immortal. But how much time and attention do we give to things that are passing as opposed to the things that eternally endure? 
something to think about. What's really more important? So contempt of the world, that's number one. Number two, we read about in our second reading today, where we're reminded to seek, seek the things that are above rather than the things of earth. That means to simply seek God above everything on earth. First, we reject the things of the world in order to seek God. That means knowing him, loving him, and serving him so that we can be with him forever in heaven. And seeking God means that we realize that the time we spend with God is the most important time of our week or of our day. We're called to be dead to sin, to reject the ways of the world and be renewed in God's grace. In short, it's a life in union with the gospel, in union with Christ. It's a life that seeks heaven more than anything else on earth. And it's a life that constantly strives to encounter Christ in the sacraments, specifically Eucharist and reconciliation. And these sacraments keep our souls in what's called the state of grace, meaning that we're free from mortal sin and pleasing to God. And reconciliation especially rids our souls of sin and, sin and restores us to that state of grace. And when we're in that state of grace, our relationship with God is right. So, this state of grace is what is required for us to enter heaven. No sin can enter heaven. That's why people who have sin on their souls have to go to purgatory, to be cleansed of their sins. Nothing unclean can enter heaven, which is why that state of grace is so important. We should care more about maintaining a state of grace and the health of our souls more than even our physical health, as important as that is. We should be more concerned about that. These are the two best ways we know that we can be ready. To have contempt of the world and to seek God above all else. And if we maintain this state of grace, we really have nothing to fear. Because we will have done everything in our power and done the things that we know will get us to heaven. And then we will not truly fear death. If we want an example, really, of how to die well, though, we have a pretty familiar answer. It's St. Joseph. Not only is he the patron of the universal church, of fathers and of workers, he is the patron of a happy death, of a holy death. And at Kendrick Seminary, where I go to school, in our chapel, right above our altar, we have a giant fresco painting of the death of St. Joseph. And he's pictured laying in his bed in peace, surrounded by Jesus and Mary. That's why St. Joseph is the patron of a happy death. He died with Jesus and Mary. It's a metaphor for dying in a state of grace. And that should be our aim. That when we die, we do it with our Lord and our Blessed Mother. Because that will truly be a blessed and holy death. Whether we are one day old, 78 or 86, we will all meet God someday, but the only way to be with him forever in heaven is to have a holy death. So today, let us set aside the passing things of this world and seek God our Father above all else, to remember our mortality, to be reconciled from sin and to strive to maintain that state of grace which is so necessary to enter eternal salvation so that when we die, we will be ready and found worthy to enter the new 
and eternal Jerusalem. St. Joseph, patron of a happy death, pray for us.